Welcome to Making a Scene, an Esthanate podcast about how art gets made. I'm Hosan Leong, your host for this episode, and it's that time of the year when Singapore is gearing up to celebrate our National Day with the National Day Parade. Look, I've hosted the NDP twice, and it's definitely an unforgettable experience. It's it's fun. It's 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 sometimes it's quite touching, um, and it's really amazing to be working with so much talent on stage and off stage as well. Look, I'm just one of many performing arts professionals who have taken part in the NDP. And that includes choreographers, designers, composers, and production, as well as technical crew. In fact, the show segment of the NDP is arguably Singapore's largest arts event of the year, involving the biggest names, the largest number of performers and volunteers, <laughs> and the biggest budget, which we all wish we have in normal theatre productions. Today, I'm talking to two of my wonderful friends, Beatrice Chia Richmond and Selina Tan, two previous NDP creative directors. Now, Beatrice is a theatre director and actress and the first woman to be appointed as the creative director of NDP. Selina is a director, actor, writer, producer and the founder of commercial entertainment theatre company Dream Academy. So how did their extensive experience in the performing arts help them to direct the NDP? Let's find out. Hi, Beatrice and Selina, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having us, Ozan. Yeah, thank you. It's been some time since we've actually seen each other face to face like this, but this podcast <laughs> has brought us together. NDP has brought us together. <laughs> Just to be clear, we're not really face to face. There are, you know, numerous yeah. glass uh, panels glass, yes, in between us. Acrylic, mm. yes. <laughs> but I feel you. I feel you, Jose. Yeah, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Now, Beatrice, mm. um, you were the creative director for two editions of the NDP in 2011 and 2016. Yes, that's right. Um, mm. How how did that come about? So you were the first. Uh, a woman creative director. Mm. I I don't think that was. I mean, was that was that a big deal? Um, I, I I don't think it was a big deal. As in, I, I'm not sure that anybody really made a big deal out of it. Um, and I mean, for me, it was a big deal, not because I was a woman, but because mm. I was so excited to mm. to have my first gig as a, the creative director of the parade. And I, you know, to be honest, it was something I was really looking forward to because. I think sort of growing up, you see so many of your friends and, and mentors and people that you've really admired, like from Glenn Gui to Ivan Heng to Buntek, and you, you, you know, who are our friends as well as, uh, I mean, Buntek and I, you know, Ivan have been huge mentors of, of mine. And to have watched them direct the parade and I was always thinking, uh, so when can it be my turn? <laughs> so, so I was always really looking forward to the time where I could possibly be asked, you know, or to 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 creative direct the parade. And when the time came, I was more than ready. I was like, yes, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and then two years later, Selena, you were invited to become creative director. How did that happen? Somebody called. Right, just like that. <laughs> Did you put your hand up? I think there was a call, an email, something or other. And I ended up with a breakfast coffee meeting. <laughs> and and then, yeah, it just kind of happened. I, I was very excited about it because, um, you know, the National Day Parade has been a very big part of my life, uh, as it I'm sure a lot of Singaporeans as well. Since I was young, you know, either I've been in the parade or I've always watched the parade. Um, I'm big on parades. I love pomp pageantry, <laughs> rituals. 
festival, whatever. <laughs> so um, I really, really was looking forward to, you know, helming the parade, uh, the show. Mm. Yeah. Now, it, you know, when, you, when you're given a task like that to actually develop and creative direct a huge, huge show like that, mm. what, where do you start, Beatrice? Where, 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 where do you... How do you start? Actually, I, I'm going to ask you because, you know, one day I might want to do that too, you know. Uh, no, okay. I never know. <laughs> um, how do we start? Um, I, okay, I, I just want to tell a little story. And, and that was, um, and at the time when I was first uh, appointed as the creative director, um, Ivan and Buntek both called me and, you know, offered to take me out for tea. Wow. Um, and I mean, Ivan offered to take me out for tea. Buntik went a step further. I mean, Buntik actually, I remember this, um, um, because usually you're appointed a year before, which means that, so if you're if you're directing 2011's parade, you would have been appointed sort of before uh, the, per, the, the act, before August 9, 2010. Mm-hmm. So he booked a room at the Marina Bay Sands Hotel, at that time it was very new, and he booked it for like a Saturday night where the parade would be happening at the Padang for that year. And when the time came in the evening, he drew the curtains, he sat me down on a chair and he gave me like a three-hour tutorial on what to expect and what to look out for and how to sort of navigate my way through the parade. And I mean, Muntek is is a dear friend, he's a mentor. And I look back at that moment and I always remembered how generous he was, Mm. what, what an act of friendship, what an act of mentorship as well, that he was trying to sort of pay it forward and to give me as much information, as much help as I could Mm -hmm. starting out, which he's kind of always done for me. And then there was Ivan as well. And and I think later on, I really tried to do the same thing for anybody. And I actually remember also calling Selena, you know, and saying, hey, Selena, you need help. You you let me know, I take you out for tea. You know, like I was also trying to to pay that, 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 uh, that effort forward um, because mm. I think within the theatre industry we were so supportive we've always been so supportive of one another that spirit of collaboration that spirit of generosity I mean still exists even I mean till now within the theatre industry it's something that I, I, I am so proud of but anyway back to the question of how it started so literally that was how it started right. with Take, where he sat me down for a three hour tutorial um, but I, I think that when, when you go into the break, the first thing that they will always ask of a creative director is, what's your concept? <laughs> the you know, C word, yes. yes <laughs> always, what's your concept? And so, I mean, it was my first time everything and I sort of panicked a little bit, you know, but with all the silent panic, I think it was, um, I remember watching all the parades before me and trying to understand perhaps in your year, because so much about the parade is about having a pulse on what's happening that year Mm. in Singapore. Mm. Do we need a boost in our spirits or do we need to come together? Do we need to, you know, uh, are there certain themes or so that would resonate um, much deeper with the country that year? And so if if you you sort of have to have the pulse on that and then you build the story or a narrative or a show um, for the parade that year. Okay, so yeah. that's how the, the concept germinates from, from that, the pulse, knowing the yeah. pulse of what's happening in Singapore. Yes, and, right. and I suppose every creative director, mm. when they step into it, um, they also bring their own you know, personality as to how perhaps they would like to tell a story, mm-hmm. how they would um, like to, for, for certain, uh, perhaps some themes might be more dear to them and if that resonates with what where the country is at as well, then that is a obviously a wonderful, uh, that's going to be a wonderful collaboration. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, what about you, Selena? Because, I mean, did you get invited to a suite overlooking the, the marina platform? I'm going to call those two people yeah. out and, and <laughs> collect, collect on my tea and my suite. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have tea in a suite. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Beatrice reached out. I mean, Ivan reached out as well. I think, you know, everybody, uh, I, I, Glenn, I think I spoke to Glenn as well. You know, everybody's kind of um, very helpful that way, like, like B said, um, with uh, advice, how to navigate the situation, um, the different committees that, you know, need mm. to be, um, you know, uh, navigated, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I got that. and But like I said, for me, it was, you know, NDP starting from like 12 years old. I think when we were, I was in primary school and then we had, we took part, our school took part. We danced to Xanadu in the car park <laughs> of, of Queenstown. Uh, no, it was on the field of the Queenstown Stadium. And uh, from that moment on, and because my dad is a, was, well, is a military man, was a military man. So I was at practically every parade, our combined school choir from Fairfield, we sang at, you know, all, all the parades. So I've taken part in many, many parades. And when... It came my time, I really, it had a nostalgic effect on me. I really sort of like tried to get that vibe that I felt as a person attending the parade or being part of the parade um, and, and try to work from there. Mm. Uh, and and in the end, like B said, right, because it really, you really have to sense what the the, the sentiment on the ground is mm. uh, at the time that you're doing the parade. And for me, it was coming out of the 2011, 2012 elections, by elections. And I think there was a general sense that uh, we were not all, you know, just one, you know, cohesive thinking, um, you know, moving in a one direction kind of a people. We were, you know, showing how multifaceted we were as as a people, how people had different uh, views, had different opinions, had different, um, you know, sort of dreams about where their path in this country, in Singapore, this place we call home. Uh, It was not so, you know, like one dimension anymore. Mm. And that's how I started thinking about it. And I really wanted to um, be true to that variety. And, and maybe not in the sense that I was going to, you know, show every single viewpoint, but it was more like in a sense of that I was going to tell as many different stories as we possibly could. And as fate would have it, the theme for that year became Many Stories, One Singapore, which mm. really sort of set in and really said to me that, yes, this is the direction I want to go in. I want to show as many different stories as I possibly can. And that's where, I guess, my own experience in the sort of variety format mm-hmm. um, sort of really came in. I didn't think of it as a three-act play or, or you know, a, a, a two-half or a one-half or whatever. I, I saw it as a variety segment, segmented show. Like so a variety I had, show. Yeah, so I had yeah. nine segments. Wow. And within these nine segments, I could really, I had the, you know, the, the sort of extreme sports segment, which dealt with the youth. I had the, the sports representatives, you know, dealing with, you know, that, that kind of patriotism. And then different, different aspects. And I think that worked for me and the sentiment that I wanted to, to deal with at that point in time. So for both of, of, of you who are also theatre directors, right? I mean, did, did you employ those skills and how much of it was used uh, when, when you actually went down you know, to the nitty-gritty of doing the show sale? 
Uh, I guess all of it. I mean, I don't mm. know how to even separate se- uh, separate my yeah. theatrical or my dramatic experience or life in the theatre in Singapore yeah. to what I I, I do as, I did mm. as a creative director. I um, on a big scale, of course, on a macro level, you really are is massively staging. I mean, mm. there's a lot of staging. You're thinking logistically as well mm. in terms of how you're moving big contingents, people, and while you're in that movement still trying to convey a story and as the storyteller the director storyteller I mean there's a lot of that that you you really look into your own dramatic mm-hmm. past and, and, and try to use that um, to, to help tell the story mm. right down to the nitty gritty you know when we had the kids or you know take on um, little parts you know I, I had these kids who were for either from Wild Rice Bento or from from the theatre itself you know like kids from my dream kids um, uh, classes and stuff and they all came together and I really had to direct them on how to play to a 27,000 crowd. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, but what about you, B? Because you, when in 2016, um, did yours, your stuff at the newly opened National Stadium and you flew some unicorn into the sky. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, actually, when I look back at our theatrical sort of um, experience, yeah. I feel that one of the biggest key things is that being a theatre director, you actually have to deal with a lot of disciplines. Sure. So from time to time, you have to work with multimedia, you work with uh, you know, live performances, choreography, you're working with you know, music directors. So I, I think that our sort of experience and natural training was already there, which is the idea that we are always working with and collaborating. That actually the theatre is possibly one of the most... Uh, it, it requires a collaborative um, way of working. And if you cannot collaborate, this is going to be a problem. So, if, And if you take that on to the parade, which is basically a magnified version of that, mm. um, but, the, as, but the tools are there for you because you've already learned to, to collaborate. You've learned to work with multi-disciplines. So mm-hmm. at the same time, you have to work with the multimedia committee because the multimedia screens are very big. You know, then you have to work with either a choir, you have to work with a music director. 2,000 people want to sing or now you want the audience to sing as well. You know? so, so I think you, you've, you learned uh, the theatre experience teaches uh, you know, lays that foundation already for you mm-hmm. that it is going to uh, ask of you to collaborate with so many people, so many de- departments and disciplines. Yeah. The stadium, um, funny enough, I mean, I've, I've been very lucky that I've had an opportunity to work in that wonderful stadium and it still ranks as um, my, actually of the two venues, the float and the stadium, actually my favourite venue Okay. Um, a lot of people have said it's very difficult because you cannot see fireworks, no red lions, the tanks cannot go into the stadium. That it somehow doesn't capture, you know, a lot of mm. sort of like the favourites of, of what the parade is about. But I think that from a show um, point of view, uh, which is what a lot of times we as creative directors are hired to do, which is take care of the show, the stadium actually offers a more intimate experience because mm-hmm. of the fact that there's a roof. Um, and, you know, everybody sits in a round uh-huh, as opposed yeah. to at the float where everybody sits in yeah. a sort of... Bleachers. On the bleachers look, yeah. and you're very far from the float, actually. Um, so the stadium, I, I've, I've always, I mean, you know, I've, oh, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was wonderful for a show. 
Mm. Yeah. And but then you know, working in a stadium and working um, on the platform like Cell, for example, what are the difficulties that you faced? Maybe I don't know, technically on the platform, Cell. Perhaps what was it with the the huge merlion that we had to drag on stage? <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. We got the merlion to swim over. It was great fun. <laughs> the merlion hadn't swum in a long time. So yeah. uh, I, I I mean. I think going in um, initially to Creative Direct that year, uh, because I, it was my first time and I was so full of, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to do everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to make that happen. And I think initially I had great plans for this floating platform. And I was like, dream big. You know, I'm going to put a swimming pool. I'm going to like put like <laughs> towers. I'm going to have like zip lines. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you, you're yeah. just... But there are a lot of restrictions to that floating platform. Mm. I think uh, any creative director should just get the get the memo early. <laughs> <laughs> will not hold weight, you know. Will not, you right. know. I mean, there's just a lot, a, a lot of technical stuff to consider. Mm. Um, so in in that sense, I guess it was quite limiting. In that, also like B said, right from the bleachers, you're actually very far away from the action. Right. Uh, yeah, and as much as we try to push everything forward, you, you realize that the parade itself requires that space because there are all these contingents marching, there are tanks that need to come yeah. by. So we can't have tanks, you know, rolling yeah, <laughs> with, with spectators <laughs> seated around. So, so those are the, I mean, the, those I think are the, you know, not mm. so fun parts about the floating platform. But what I do love is that the backdrop is undeniably amazing mm. because you have the entire skyline, you've got the fireworks that are happening behind the skyline. And then if you do that, that big, uh, parade thing where all the army boats and the you know and the planes and everything you really get the sea and the sky and the land everything in so in that sense you know that that's quite yeah. an amazing um, thing to have mm-hmm. as a creative director because you know everybody likes a good action piece yeah. at the start of the the show so I've never done it at the the stadium but mm. I understand what B is talking about I think it would be quite spectacular to be able to work in a stadium mm-hmm. where you have full control of you know a roof mm. uh, you know uh, uh, more lights people are in a round I think people being in a round is an amazing thing mm. yeah okay. uh, not to mention that when you're in the stadium there's air con yes oh yes oh. of course <laughs> okay let's get to the stadium every year <laughs> <laughs> Bell right. ring. So following up on that difficulties and stuff like that, right? I mean, and and and, and you finding out, Cell, about how difficult it was uh, at the platform. B, you've done it twice already. Mm. Didn't don't isn't there a template that you have, can follow? Isn't there a, a manual that's passed down from year to year to the next creative director, so we don't have to start from scratch again? Um, there is a. The, the, the template is really that the very broad strokes that uh, you have this thing called the pre-show, which is before the tanks and the and the parade comes out. You know, you, there's always this where you're sort of warming up the audience. Yep. Uh, I know, Hosen, you've hosted that, uh, you know, quite mm. a few times already. And then you go into the actual parade itself and then you come to the show and then, of course, that's fireworks. So that template is kind of fixed. Okay. But what you want to do which the, with the pre-show and the show, which is really where the creative directors are, uh, is, is meant to, to mm. sort of come in and provide creative direction, that's really up to you. Okay. When you say templates handed down, that's probably the only thing that's handed down. It's just very <laughs> skeletal then. Yes, it's skeletal. But you, and so you have to fill that. And also mm. remember that even though it's um, organised by the military, but uh, it's, it's not the same people that's also doing it 
every year. Okay. So everyone's also kind of doing it for the first time together. Yeah. Which, which means, okay, so I want to ask the both of you now. Mm. Being theatre directors, being directors of your own companies, you have final say most of the time in all the work that you do. Here you are as creative director of the National Day Parade. Do your ideas get shot down and then you have to fight for your, you know, your creativity to go through? I mean, Sel, what, 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 what experiences did you go through with that? I, I mean, I think it is just that it's on a larger scale, right? Mm -hmm. And I think these fights, even though I'm in my own company or, or whatever, are fights that I have to go through anyway. If it's a budget situation, I fight with my production manager or my producer mm -hmm. and I, 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 I want something as a director, but I'm told I can't have it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, isn't this my company? <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, yeah, no, but you pay me to do this. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, that kind of negotiation, I think happens whether it's on a smaller scale or larger scale. Um, but I must say that, you know, on this national level, um, when I say larger scale, I mean larger scale. Mm. So there are many different layers and many different committees to go up. And even if, even if the people that are working, you know, like like we are willing to fight all the way up, mm. uh, there. There still there there still has to be a give and take I think yeah. and I think that on on some level there might be decisions that are made that are that have considerations that are not available to us mm. um, and therefore that's where maybe the frustration might mm -hmm. be but I don't think that that was very much the case in my year okay. um, the, the 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 show as I imagined it uh, at least the nine segments pretty much from day one up till the uh, and when the show was done, pretty much everything was there. Um, the the sort of frills and you know the, the the like the swimming pool that I wanted. I mean, those were not things that I could have gotten anyway. Right. I mean, it was just not, Initial not physically. Yeah, it, it's not physically possible um, to do it. Right. Um, there were a lot of pluses that I I would have liked to have, but. I would say the show remained more or less as I envisioned it. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, mm. What about you, B? Because you've done it twice and yeah. so both your concepts and ideas went through. Yes, actually. I, I agree that, um, we, I mean, with, with Sal's, you know, she brought, what she said brought back so many memories, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about the multiple committees that, you know, I suppose every concept, every idea, every, you know, also has to go through. But I, I think in hindsight, when I look back at it, I appreciated it because in a way when there were a lot of questions posed and you had to justify or you had to also it made your vision clearer mm. to you also it so it in a sense there's a certain rigor yeah. uh, in the in in the final vision that is then put out whatever things that that eventually required some sort of justification or negotiation i i feel that a lot of the committees actually provide a kind of like a blind spot checking where a lot of times, you, like, like, like what Sal is saying, that you put out a vision because you see certain things and you feel very strongly about certain things. But there are always a lot of other considerations that we might not be privy to mm. that might hurt a lot of things on a national level or on a larger scale. Mm. And then that those things are surfaced and then you sort of negotiate that. And But I don't feel that, that any of it really hurt um, the you know what we were eventually trying to put out. I, I just want to offer something actually and that was... Um, in between the two parades, uh, between 2011 and 2016, um, I was actually working on the, the, the Sea Games, the, the opening ceremony, and I was reading this book um, by Danny Boyle, who I was a big fan of and whose career, I was like, my goodness, if I could ever have a career like that, it would be fantastic. 
Um, and he had come off um, directing the London Olympics. Ah, yeah. The opening ceremony of the London Olympics 2012, which again, I was a big fan of, yes. So Selena was there, right? I saw it. I you saw, saw it. the me opening, too, right? Too. I was there, I was there too. Yeah, too. I was there too. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. Uh, so, so as, um, and he had written this book of which there were two chapters that were devoted to um, his experience with the London Olympics. Mm-hmm. And he said something which really helped me after that. Um, he said that um, at the end of the day, as a creative director, what you need to provide, really, the core of it all, is something for people to believe in. Wow. Because mm. these parades are, are, are performed by volunteers. You know, people are not being paid to, to come in and rehearse in the sun week after week after week. So that was his experience with the London Olympics because very similarly, thousands of people were taking a train down on a Friday night from Sheffield or from Birmingham or whatever, hours in their journey to come down to rainy London to perform, uh, rehearse for hours and then climb back up onto a train mm. and go all the way back up to, to, to wherever mm. they came from to start work on a Monday for the rest of the week. And none of them were paid for this. So why are people doing this week after week after week? It's because they believe in it. And so as a as a and it's very similar to the parade because it is a parade where everybody that's on the parade is a volunteer. Mm. They volunteered their time. And I tell you, some of these rehearsals are so uncomfortable. Yeah, they're grueling. You wear yeah. a costume and it's like 34 degrees out in the parade <laughs> square. Yeah. It is not fun. So why are they doing it? You must give them something to believe in. Okay. So at the heart of it, I, I, I took that. When I read that, I remember that really stuck with me. And so I, I do feel that as a creative director, it's not just about a concept. Mm. You know, it's not just about, well, despite here, you're gonna be a starfish, and over there you're gonna be a <laughs> squid, you know. But actually, it is what is the, the thing that guides it through? There has to be something deeper for people to believe in. So how mm. do you bring this, you know, telling thousands of people? to believe in this in this concept or this 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 ethos of that of the national day parade for that year how how do you disseminate that kind of a message so i you know uh, i mean it's so true and but the the thing is that when i went into uh, being a creative director on this i did to me it was because i had taken part in so many national day parades and i never once questioned why mm. i i wanted to take part or had to take part in it, I actually enjoyed every moment of it and but I did not dissect it. Mm. I did not say I did not think to myself, oh, I must really enjoy this doing this parade because it, you know, it gives meaning to my existence here or like mm. I really love my country. But being the creative director and uh, helped me to understand and to dissect that mm. what it was that I was actually feeling. Mm. And actually it was my show chairman mm. who one day said to me, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the performers. It's about whether or not the performers get uh, something out of this. Because, mm. you know, they, like you said, they're, they're, mm. they're purely volunteers. You know, mm. what do they get out of it? Mm. The experience of a lifetime. Mm. And I believe that because when I was a performer as well, that's what I feel I got. You know, mm. After all these years, I don't remember the hot sun or the mm. discomfort yeah. or the mm. whatever. I just remember beaming with joy while the rest of my choir members and I are, are singing, you know, some mm. national song <laughs> that clearly we've been indoctrinated with <laughs> and clearly it's propaganda. But, you know, we, 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 we had the time of our lives, you know, we, we didn't mind yeah. being, you know, yeah. being indoctrinated that way at that point. And, and so I, I know when, when David pointed that out to me, I was like, yeah, that, that's true. So I think we did try to strive to 
to it is it's hard to say to them you know this segment where you're a squid or you're a starfish <laughs> is a you know is a life changing moment in this entire show. But I I think we had an easier task because ours was many stories one Singapore. It mm. was easy for us to say hey you know you are one part of our story. Mm. So and that at at the end of the day it all adds up to one Singapore. You know when 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 we are singing the anthem and seeing the the uh, fireworks go off. So I think. I lucked out because <laughs> we kind of really had that that really simple idea, uh, mm. the fundamental meaning of that piece, and I think it was simple enough for everybody to get behind that. That you each individual you have a story, mm. and together all our stories make up this country. But so, you see, in that sense, that already is something to believe in. Yeah. You see, so so the, the something you believe in doesn't need to be deep. No, correct. <laughs> it can be that actually we're all here, all you starfishes and squids, yeah. and, you know, in your wonderful costumes, yeah. are going to put on this fantastic show and you're going to bring so much joy mm. to yeah. all the millions of people who are going to be tuning in. And in itself, that's already something to believe in. No, completely, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think it was what's great um, uh, reading you know, your backstories as creative directors of NDPs. Um, you had great working relationships with your show chairman, your ex-co-chairman as well, mm. right? And that, I guess, helped a lot of the process uh, as you move, you know, through the whole direction and everything. Um, were there any, like, bumps along the road with dealing with the military or, you know, you with your crew and stuff like that? Mm. Not, not for. I mean, not, not for me. Mm. I, I, I do think that when because they, there is a sort of selection process at the start where right. they do interview, um, sort of potential candidates for this creative director. I suppose in that interview, you you're already sort of speed dating. And just sort of like having a feel as to whether can I work with this person for a year, you know. So obviously you hate one another on sight. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that job wasn't going to happen. Right. But, but I, I, I think you. You also know that you're, you know, you're go you're going to go into this very rather intense working relationship mm. for a year, and and everybody tries to make it work. Okay, I I I do believe that. Uh, and but I also don't believe that we are unreasonable people, as in we mm. and also who, whoever is sitting on the other side as the show chairman or exco chairman. None of us are, you know, evil and um, sort of non-negotiable yeah. characters. And actually everybody is wants the same thing and that is a great show, uh, incident-free, hopefully, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, and try to have a good time also while you're doing it. Yeah, that's the whole it's, point it's, as well, right? It's a year long. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I mean. I. I really got along with. Um. You know. The, the team as well. Um. And you know. Some. Some people. Obviously. You're working more closely with than others. And like. Um. Beatrice said. Everybody's reasonable. Mm -hmm. Uh. We're all in it to to make sure that everything turns out well. Yeah. Um. You know. In. In its full glory. Mm. So it, it. In the end, the working relationship. I think is was great. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Good. So talking about working relationships now, putting a team together, mm. who is it on your shoulders as well? Because it's not just you. You have to work with choreographers, designers, technical people, multimedia, etc., mm. etc. Et and then the work gets split up into very, very like even smaller units so that mm. they can do their own thing on their own and come together for the big show. So, so Sel, how did you put your team together? 
oh, I just go to my theater uh, production <laughs> list. <laughs> so I mean, if you if you I mean, want to say this is this is where our background in in theater in Singapore or around the world really. I mean, we, we just look for your your creatives and your technical people based on their experience in the yeah. theater. Because mm. I mean, where else am I going to find yeah. like? Do you have experience in a twenty seven thousand seater? <laughs> but we no don't one have, has right? one. Yeah, <laughs> so they have to they have to come from the theater and. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we have great people yeah. who run the theatre here in Singapore uh, and they've been doing a great job on the parades. Mm. What about you? you just same, same, thing, same thing, same thing. Same thing, putting the mm. creative team together is mm. probably the fun, the, the most fun and the easiest part. Right. Because, I mean, we've, we've had sort of long careers already and yeah. you sort of know everybody who's working out there and you know their Their ability. working style as well, Yes, right? their working style mm. and you put the team together that you know um, is going to be your tribe for the next one year that is, you know, going to also give you their best uh, and I'm looking forward to, to, to putting the show together with you. So mm. that's the fun part. Well, mm. you know, now, we, because we, we've been, we've had theatre directors doing NDP for so many years now. And recently as well, they started to put in, you know, to, to appoint um, creative directors who are not from theatre. Mm. What are your thoughts about that, Sel? How dare they? No, I mean, yeah, exactly, right? But I'm just asking me, you know. No, yeah. Junfeng is great. Of course. Because yeah. <laughs> we've had Junfeng, we've had, mm, uh, we've had Royston last year. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think the other directors have a monopoly on this, you know, <laughs> in, in, in any way. Not um, anymore. Not, not anymore. But um, I, I mean, well, well, that's that's interesting also because, um, you know, the parade has a live aspect, which is whether you're at the, the uh, floating platform to 20,000 people or you're yeah. at the stadium to 50,000 people. There's a live aspect, but there's also another aspect which is very key which is the broadcast aspect that mm. goes out to actually that's the one that goes out to millions of people because, yeah it goes about like 1.22 million people yeah mm. so so I, I think actually that um, the, the, the filmmakers possibly this is when the, the you know that's probably also where um, their strengths they replay to their strengths because they're so good at being able to manage and, and sort of control that image that comes out from the from the box. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think, I remember watching Jun Feng's one live and Jun Feng uh, and, and on broadcast, right? And I, I just thought that he did such a marvellous, marvellous job. Mm. So yeah. the storytelling, do you think it's changed or something? Is it different then from, from a normal sort of regular theatre director, the storytelling? Well, I think the way parades are going nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Um, social distancing and all. I mean, you know, I, I really think that uh, there's a lot more screen, there's mm. a lot more screen work um, than than previously. Yes. So mm. in that sense, B is right. I think as, um, you know, frankly, w even when I was doing the parade, uh, creative directing the parade myself, it always puzzled me. This, this always puzzled me. Like why, if I am the creative director of the National Day Parade, am I not also creative directing the, the broadcast, broadcast. because yes. the truth is they should be overseen by one mm. and the same person yes. i mean no 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 disrespect i think the person who did the broadcast in my year did a fantastic job but the the truth is that we should have had o an yes. oversight of, of of everything because the the feeling that you're trying to create in that parade is the feeling that you want to permeate into into yes. the broadcast version into the households yeah into the households yeah. because mm. you know otherwise there's a it's it's a disconnect just disconnect yeah, exactly for sure. yeah so yeah. Uh, if you ask me is it is it better or is it correct now that a uh, uh, more film people or or, or TV people are, are, are creative directors of the parade um, 
sure, if if the parade is going to go the way where most of it is sort of video content, mm. uh, video creation, then that's fine. I haven't set into a live parade uh, since we've gone in that particular direction, and I would be interested to find out whether or not there is anything lost in the life in the life element. Mm. See that. I guess it's, it's one way or the other. As a creative director that has got more theatrical background, I can hire a video and film uh, a head, yes. right? Yeah. Who can who can then, which we did, which mm. you know, who can then handle the sort of screen aspects of things. And I wonder whether it is the same the other way around. If I am more a film and a TV um, director, whether in my team in the parade now, I'm hiring somebody who is like the life mm. director, who's mm. like the who's looking after the sort of life elements. I, I I'm not sure. I don't know. But mm. both elements are very integral yes. um, to the National Day Parade. You know, having said that though, last year when I was hosting, um, and because last year was, you know, COVID, mm. um, and this year as well, we had our show indoors, right? Mm. On stage. Um, all, everything was, of course, done by Royston on stage, as well as the film part of it. But broadcast was not... Um, we had no control over what went into the household. So so sometimes we get, well, I had people saying, how come the camera is not on this segment, it's on some random dancer when something happening on stage is important. So I, yeah, so the, my question was, why wasn't all that integrated? I have no idea. Yeah. And, and that was something that I was battling. Mm. I, I mean, I, I asked for a lot of, uh, in the end, we worked together. Mm. And, and I, I'm not sure if, you know, that's that's the way, but I insisted mm. on a lot more collaboration um, mm. to try and get, you know, it's just about, even if somebody else has to has to take what you are putting out live and, and communicating it to the masses uh, on television, mm. that person has to be there throughout the entire process yep. to listen Absolutely. to your train of thought, to where your direction is, to what you have thought about before, what you had to discard, what you decided to leave in. All these are critical points, mm. you know, that, and, and whoever is directing that final TV version mm-hmm. has to be a part of that because for, for you to fight this battle for a year mm. and then reach the finishing line and then mm. somebody to come in one week or or, or just just as you're going there and think that they can pick up, they will never be able to get the feel and the direction that you're wow. going for. I see. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was just our year. <laughs> no, no, okay. that would be true of every year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so now having done all this and spoken so in, at length about NDP and the creative process, um, now when you guys watch NDP, how you feel? Do you feel, do you go like, do you, Get critical, you know. When you nowadays we when we watch movies or we watch theater, we go the, into this. The job hazard, we, we, the job hazard <laughs> mode, right? It's like, oh yeah, why the lights are there? Oh yeah, do you do you both get that, Lee? B? Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. I'll go like what, <laughs> you know. But I, I I think um, I no. I mean, most of the time I I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, I I think it's. It's it's nice to be relaxed and watching the parade and not be stressed that actually you're the creative director that year, and like you know worried about a million things that can now go wrong. So I so that first and foremost I enjoy the fact that I am not the creative director. <laughs> I'm not stressed out, you know. So but 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 after that you know you do find yourself going like oh, oh wow it's like sometimes if you do see a something that's done so well you can recognize the breakthrough. Mm. On that side that, oh my goodness, we, we tried so hard. I'm sure, I'm, you know, I can remember Buntik telling me about this. I can remember Selena stressing about this. And you, you remember perhaps some of the things that we struggled about. And if there was a creative director, which was Jun Feng or something like that, managed to have a breakthrough, I, I feel really, 
I feel so happy mm, that mm. when somebody's managed to get that. That's great. And then of course you get frustrated when you see the the bad camera shot, you know, <laughs> catching the <laughs> performer yawning or something like that. You feel very upset, you know. Um, so I, I suppose that's that's the job hazard part. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> what about you, Sal? Mm. I mean, it, it depends. I, I haven't actually set in the stadium mm. to watch uh, something since since I did it. So mm. I, I can't really say anything about that. But And then when I watch it at home on mm. television, I always just discount it and go, well, you know, that's what happens when when <laughs> when the two are not, you know, synced sync, sync, right? <laughs> together. And I just like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, that that's just the hazard of, of this particular way of working. So I, I yeah. That's <laughs> but now that, well, gosh, because of, of the pandemic and, and, and COVID and everything, it's, 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 it's affecting so many, uh, there's so many factors that are out of our control right now. Mm. So moving forward, like, you know, would you, would you take on the challenge again if they said, look, B, look, Cell, would you like to become CD of NDP again? But these are your restrictions now. <laughs> How would you feel? I think in a heartbeat, I would do it. Yeah. I would do it, but I, I think the, the the thing I feel after doing one round that's most important to me is that I just need to be able to go in and understand that um, this is going to be the year where uh, where I'm, you know, where we're not going to be so limited in terms of um, the the overarching mm. the overarching uh, fundamentals. You know, I mean, something that is like celebrating everybody, uh, celebrating difference in a variety or inclusiveness. These are all things I can go in for. But if yeah. suddenly you tell me, oh, sorry, this year because you know we really need to go in and just focus on, yeah. then probably not. So I think mm. that initial discussion yes. um, with the team that's putting it up and for them to share what is. What is their focus going to be? Uh, this, if they know, mm. uh, that's important. I mean, I don't want to go in and just be a mouthpiece for one, yeah. one aspect of Singapore life only, uh, because I believe that we have reached a stage where mm. the national day is really much wider, much, much more varied, much more yeah. full than than that. I completely agree that it really depends on that first discussion that you have with the team that's putting it up that year, where it's not it's not just about whether we can stand the sight of one another. I think it's more than that. It's actually also collectively what actually what, what we believe, what we believe, and what we're trying to do. And because otherwise, it's a struggle for mm, a year. For a year, right? It's like yeah, and sometimes more than that. So, do you really mm. want to, you know? So, whoever that you're sitting opposite. You know, they. You must also have that in that first discussion. Have yeah. that sense that actually, what this person is hoping to achieve, is also what is in in line with also what you're hoping to achieve. And a lot of times, I mean that 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 the discussion always tends to be so. You had a, you know, it's, it seems to be quite one way, which is so. What do you as a creative director? What do you want to do this year? But I always ask the same question back to the show chairman or the exco chairman. Actually, what do you? What mm. would you like to do? And that is the key question for me. Yeah. It shouldn't just be a, I'm just going to interview it. It shouldn't be a one-way thing. Mm. We should have a sense whether is this going to be... Because if, if the both of you are not on the same page and you struggle, at the end of the day, it is the parade that suffers. We, we, you know, we're not enjoying ourselves, but the parade also suffers because there's this constant tension of, uh, you know, of, of not being on the same page, uh, of not having the same values. All right, um, one final question for the both of you. Um, we've seen so many iterations of NDP. Um, what is your, maybe perhaps one wish to see in future NDPs? B? Um, 
I would hope for less of a formula. Right. And I would hope for the day where that template perhaps can be revisited. Okay. Of having to have this, this pre, the pre-show, the, the parade and perhaps the show. But actually, that would be wonderful if one day we could just reimagine the whole thing differently. Yeah. But I know that's mm. very tough. Yeah. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> what about yourself? Uh, I, I'm in agreement. I mm. think that being locked into the structure um, mm-hmm. that has been put out there is, you know, not very creative. <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping that someday we can achieve the same effect or the same uh, thing that we're going after by mm. moving things around or even dropping things yeah. or, or adding new aspects to it. I think um, that might be nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to um, maybe a, a National Day Parade company. Uh, uh, you know, just a, a production company that handles the National Day Parade right. uh, every year. Mm. So we don't have to text um, new teams of people are coming on to try, kind of reinvent the wheel right, each right. time. I mean, as much as there's nice to have new injection of spirit mm. and ideas, mm. but I mean, just some people basic, you know, mm. like this is how it's techni- needs to be technically run mm. uh, might be a, a good thing. Mm. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm Hosan Leong. This is Making a Scene, produced by Esplanade Theatres on the Bay, Singapore's National Performing Arts Centre. Our theme music is from Angels by Housed. Look out for more episodes of Making a Scene at esplanade.com slash offstage and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more inspiring conversations with art makers. Mm-hmm.